Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Well, when you think about saving for retirement, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Probably your workplace retirement plan, maybe an IRA, but there's actually another option that some people are eligible for that actually should be considered maybe in the same light as those retirement plans and IRAs. And maybe even just using it in conjunction with your retirement savings vehicles can really provide some uniquely powerful benefits. What are we talking about? Well, today we're talking all about the health savings account or the HSA. Stay tuned for more. It's time for the Money Night Podcast with certified financial planner, Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor at Chessman Wealth Strategies. Welcome into the Money Night Podcast. Glad to have you on the show. I'm Ben George with Wade Chessman, president and wealth advisor of Chessman Wealth Strategies. First off, Wade, happy new year to you. Happy new year to you, Ben. I'm excited about 2024. I am too. I'm excited. I think uh, there's a lot of good things ahead, a lot to look forward to as well. And I know kind of as we start off the year, always wanted to highlight some, maybe some, some items that should be maybe higher on the priority list for people. And, you know, one thing to be talking about right now is this HSA. And I know you're writing an article about this. You're going to kind of talk about this a little bit more in detail, which I'm sure you'll put on your website, right? But really want to kind of talk through this a little bit more on the podcast as well. Excited about talking about this topic because I think it's a great topic to talk about here at the beginning of the year, Ben, because this is an opportunity for you to make some changes and to consider your HSA in a different light. Now, just to be 100% clear on you know who is eligible for an HSA, because as you mentioned in your intro, not everybody is. Mm-hmm. You have to have a high deductible plan, health plan, that has, meets certain requirements of deductibles and things like that in order to be eligible to participate in an HSA. Lots of employers, lots of individuals have these plans now because they're, they tend to be less costly from a premium standpoint. Essentially, you're self-insuring some of the more mundane or routine expenses, and you, you really have it there for your big catastrophic type of illnesses. Money contributed to an HSA can be used to cover you know, deductibles, co-pays, and a whole wide variety of healthcare products and services, which I'll talk about a little bit later. There's some really odd ones in there, too. In 2024, the most you can put in an HSA for an individual is $4,150, for a family, which is a lot. And if you're over 55, you can put another $1,000 in there. Okay, so we sometimes refer to these health savings accounts as super IRAs because they're triple taxed advantage. No taxes going in, no taxes on a growth, and no taxes when the money is withdrawn to pay qualified health expenses. Okay. So this, that's pretty, that's really nothing else like it out there. You know, if you can consider like a IRA or a 401k, even a Roth, Roth goes in post-tax, now it grows tax-free, but it's post-tax money. An IRA, a traditional IRA goes in pre-tax, but you're taxed on all the growth. So this is a unique opportunity for this triple tax advantage. Okay. Now, the idea then is if possible, we recommend HSA users cover out-of-pocket healthcare expenses with non-HSA money. This is the key point, Ben. Okay. That way, the money in the HSA can be saved or, more importantly, invested for later life healthcare needs. Now, not all the custodians, HSA custodians offer investments, but most do. The one I use, help the HSA Bank, 
has a link to Schwab and you can invest your money, your, your money with them. You'd have to check with your provider. But if you couple the freedom to invest HSA money, you know, the, the tax advantage and the fact that you can invest this money gives you two powerful benefits. First, as we talked about, HSA balances can be carried forward each year, right? So we already talked about how that's pretty cool because if you have the flexible spending account, it's great too, but you it's a use it or lose it. And then this one is kind of one I wasn't even, hadn't thought about in a while, and most people don't realize this. Any qualifying healthcare expenses covered with non-HSA money can be reimbursed with HSA money down the road, even years down the road. So that's pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, the other thing I would say is you may say, well, man, I, you know, I've got young kids. We're going to the doctors all the time. I don't have it in my budget to, you know, not spend any of my HSA money throughout the year. Well, you don't have to, it's not all or nothing. You could decide, hey, I'm going to put $8,000 in my HSA this year. I'm going to use four of it for current expenses, and I'm going to put the rest and invest it long term. So I've said this to many people over the years when they come in and have questions. It's not all or nothing thinking. There's multiple things you can accomplish at one time. Uh, One other factor to keep in mind is once you enroll in, in Medicare at 65, you can no longer contribute to an HSA, typically. However, the HSA balance that you have can continue to be maintained, invested, and used to pay for a qualified healthcare expense. So the younger you are to start this, the better. Okay, because the tax benefits of an HSA are so compelling, and because healthcare costs are likely to be a significant part of retiree budgets, I mean, Ben, you have parents, grandparents, where do, the, where do a lot of medical expenses happen, right? They happen when you're older. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. our ideal is for those el- those eligible to fund an HSA, you know, is a little bit different. We want people to, if you can, invest that money and not use it. Now, let's, let's, just, let's just say that that doesn't work out. It turns out you need additional money for non-healthcare cost of retirement. You can still use the money from your HSA at 65 you can use it for whatever you want, and you would just pay taxes on the growth, on the withdrawals, excuse me, because it's all going to be it's going to be considered growth. So it's not as if you can't use the money for non-retirement or non-healthcare expenses. Only withdrawals used to offset qualified health expenses will be tax-free. Okay, so money withdrawn for other purposes will be subject to ordinary income tax and let me stop there and let's talk about for a minute, Ben, what is a qualified health expense, right? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what do we mean by that? Well, for example, your premium for Medicare is considered a qualified health expense. So you're 65, you're on Medicare, you've got Medicare costs, not your Medigap policy, but your Medicare, your you know regular Medicare Part B premium. That's covered. And then there's a whole list of other things that aren't and aren't covered. So I found this website that's got every single thing you can think of. Is it covered? Is it not covered? Uh, And I highlighted a couple that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, For example, Ben, did you know that a bathroom scale could possibly be considered a qualified (laughs) healthcare expense, right? No, I would not have guessed (laughs) that. Um, No, me either. But if your doctor determines it's a medical necessity, then 
your doctor can write a letter saying it's important this, that you have this for your health, for whatever you're trying to do, it can be covered. Did you know that an air purifier could be covered? Probably not. Nope. Again, it really depends on if the doctor writes you a letter, things like that. Medical marijuana, unfortunately, Ben, not covered. But again, there's a whole <laughs> list of things that are. Include, I mean, the biggest one, really, think about Medicare Part B premiums. You can pay those. We're all, and everybody 65 and older, when they eventually retire, they're going to have that. And if you think about Medicare, it doesn't cover dental. It doesn't cover hearing aids. There's lots of things that come up as we get older. So anyway, that's a big one. The other important aspect of the HSA that you'll want to do is keep really good records. Because most people don't know this, HSAs have no deadline for claiming health-related expenses. So even if you had an expense five years ago that you never reimbursed yourself for, you could go back as long as you kept good records and reimburse yourself for that. Hmm. So let's say let's say that at age you're 66, you want to buy a car, you take $15,000 out of your HSA to buy a car, okay? So it's non-health. That car, guess what, man? Cars are not on the list, <laughs> all right? Calamine lotion is, but cars aren't. Canes are, cars aren't. Okay. Some car modifications are, but cars itself are not. Okay. But if you had expenses in the previous years for medical expenses that you never reimbursed yourself for, you could use that to offset that withdrawal, effectively making it tax-free. So I think that's super amazing, the power of the, the HSA as a, if we kind of expand our horizons a little bit. And we think of the HSA as more than just the health savings account where we reimburse our expenses in a given year, but think of it more as a long-term tool to help us in retirement where most of the time, that's where most of our medical expenses are going to be there. And we have a, we can take advantage of this triple tax benefits and we can invest this money over time. So HSA is a great tool to consider, like I said, I'm going to write an article on this. I'll have it on the website. Uh, if you have questions, of course, you know, let us know. Love to talk more in detail about it and help you kind of work through this. Yeah, this is really interesting stuff, Wade, for sure, because I think a lot of people are just aren't informed on HSA accounts and their benefits and what they could be used for. But kind of as you work through this, and I know that I've learned a few things, especially the reimbursement down the road yeah. potentially on stuff. That's, That's crazy, crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah. I, I like the way you think about that in terms of, hey, if you have a big expense to pay for later on, maybe you just go back and, and reimburse yourself and that money comes out without the taxes. And there's a lot of creative ways to use that money. And I think, too, obviously – the, the healthcare costs later on, you're not really thinking about them in your 30s and 40s necessarily, but you start right. stocking, putting that away now. By the time you get there, a lot of those healthcare expenses might be covered by the, the money that you put into this account. So I think it's important to just be aware of, of the different ways to utilize it because I think that's the biggest thing. We're just, we're just naive when it comes to this weight oftentimes. Like a lot of things in finance is lack of education. And kind of hearing you talk through this today made me, makes me think about it a little bit more because I've never, never put any money into an HSA before. But there's a lot of reasons to do that. Yeah. If you have availability to do it, I definitely recommend at least – even if you look, Ben, even if someone puts the money in the HSA and spends it out each year, it's still a great deal because mm -hmm. you're getting all that money tax free. But in a perfect world, you would turn this into what we call a super IRA, as I mentioned earlier, where the money just would grow and grow and grow and be there 
in retirement. So you have a pool of money that you can pull from tax-free for medical expenses. The other, the other thing I didn't even talk about, Ben, the other benefit of that is it gives you more tax diversification. I think we've talked about that on previous podcasts, the idea of having tax diversification. We always talk about having investment diversification, but tax diversification is important too. You don't want all your money in accounts that have never been taxed. Mm-hmm. You want to have money that you can pull out in a more tax advantage way to give yourself more flexibility in retirement. So that's another benefit of, of this as well. Well, some great information and a great way to kind of kick off the year here on the podcast. Again, if you have questions for Wade about the HSA, how to best utilize it, you know how it could play a part in your overall planning, maybe how you could pair it with the other retirement savings that you're doing, log on, chessmanwealth.com. You can schedule a meeting with Wade and the team through the website, but you can also call 214-572-2120. Now it is time, as always, for our Kingdom Minute. And now, this month's Kingdom Minute, where we learn what the Bible says about managing money and how it applies to your life. Thanks, Ben. Okay, we've just finished Christmas, and we're into the new year, and I ran across this article on FaithFi. I've talked about FaithFi a lot. FaithFi is a is a website, but it's also the, they also have an app for budgeting, and they've got some great articles. And there's an article in there that caught my eye by Randy Elkhorn. Alcorn, who a lot of you are familiar with, he wrote The Treasurer Principle and quite a few books. And he, and it caught my eye because he talked about that the title of the article was What Changed Scrooge? Now, Ben, I don't know about you, but I love Scrooge. <laughs> I love The Christmas Carol. Yeah. I love those. I love the book. I read, I've read it. I think I read it three or four times over Christmas. We actually even ordered a copy of the type. It's a, a reproduction of the original book that came out with original mm-hmm. illustrations and everything. That's great. I also read a version of it that had footnotes that explained some of the things in the book that we aren't familiar with, some of the language. It's just fascinating. But in the book, he talked in this article, he talks about what changed Scrooge. And, and if you remember, at the beginning of the book, we meet Ebenezer. He's a wealthy miser. He's caustic, complaining. He's greedy. He's unhappy. So we and Randy says his life illustrates how the word miser is connected with miserable. And remember the scene, his, his um, nephew says of his uncle, his offenses carry their own punishment and I have nothing to say against him. Who suffers by his ill whims himself always. So after a radical transformation from his three visitors, Scrooge walks through the streets of London, freely distributing his wealth to the needy. He's giddy with delight. And just as a quick side note, one of the best versions of the Christmas Carol, well, there's quite a few, and I've seen most of them, that's most true to the book is the Disney animated one that came out a few years ago. Oh, cool. Very good, and urge you to watch it. I'm sure most people have seen it. Um, but anyway, it's the best one. So the question is, this man who was one day earlier, you know, scoffed at the idea of giving, of charity, now all of a sudden— takes pleasure in giving. The most miserable human being you could imagine suddenly erupts with joy. Now, had Scrooge decided to give away all of his money out of just a total guilt sense of obligation, I, I just don't think he would have been that happy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sto- the story really, what's so great about it is he's got this newfound generosity and his new happiness. 
And what caused it? Well, gaining, I think Scrooge was able to gain an internal perspective through supernatural intervention. He was allowed to see his past, his present, and still changeable future through the eyes of eternity. Like, remember Tiny Tim got to see, hey, if this chair, nothing changes, and then I see an empty chair. And wouldn't that be great insight for us? So on the final page of the book, Dickens says of Scrooge, some people laugh to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh and little heeded them. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. I just thought, I just love that story. And it's not as if, you know, I love the fact that it's true. If he had just done this out of obligation, I just don't think that he would have had that joy. But he understood the internal side of it, and he was able to give joyfully because he had a more of an eternal perspective. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us is that, you know, we're only here on the earth for a short period of time. And so we want to also have that more of that internal perspective. So anyway, that's this week's Kingdom Minute. Very good. A great movie, great story, and a good one to share here on the following the holidays. So thanks for doing that, Wade, as always. Again, if you have questions for Wade or the team over at Chessman Wealth, feel free to log on chessmanwealth.com or give them a call, 214-572-2120. But make sure you explore that health savings account. If you haven't done that yet, it's a good time to have a conversation or two about that and see if it fits into your overall plan. But Wade, as always, thanks for the time today. You got it. The opinions voiced in Money Night with Wade Chessman are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Guests on Monday night are not affiliated with CWM LLC. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor.